I am not cool nor smart, as we have seen on this podcast, but I can parallel park like a motherfucker, and it makes me feel good to have one thing on Olivia Rodrigo. That's true. That's right. I can parallel park as well. So look at us. Kings. The Lyric Boys feeling good about themselves because we can parallel park and Olivia Rodrigo cannot. And let's just end the comparisons there. We have won. We have well, yeah. And also, I think that we are doing a healthy thing by comparing ourselves mm-hmm. to an 18 year old girl who's going through a lot of uh, emotional stuff clearly on this album. So good for us. Pat on the back. Good for you. Hello. Welcome to the Lyric Boys podcast. I am Lucian Flores, and with me is Andrew Stieglitz. Andrew, say hello. Hello, fellow content hounds. This podcast is one where Andrew and I, we take one of our favorite bands or musicians, artists, you know, someone that makes music. And we pick 10 of their craziest lyrics, some of their most absurd, zaniest, wildest, funniest lyrics, right? And we take those lyrics and we talk about them. We don't really dissect them. We don't really turn our brain power all the way up. We kind of use those lyrics as a jumping off point for a conversation, for jokes, and for stories. But also, hey, you might learn at least like, uh, it's an average of 1.75 things an episode. So I think that that is a pretty good average. That's pretty good. We did the math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. sat down meticulously instead of like thinking of how we could do better on this podcast. We took an entire 24 hours to calculate how much exactly you will learn. Mm-hmm. 1.75 things per episode. And that's right. There's over 24 hours worth of Lyric Boys content out there, which is kind of crazy. So if you uh, really want to get up to some fun this weekend take the lyric boys content challenge and just stream all 26 (laughs) 27 of our episodes in a row and uh tell us how it makes you feel you'll be you'll be starting to use our lingo like uh content hound and king and you'll be really cool yeah 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 let's get uh lyric boys challenge to go viral hashtag lyric boys challenge on twitter hashtag lyric boys challenge on instagram and film yourself for 24 hours listening to our podcast or watching if you if that's your preferred way yeah all right so this is an exciting episode because we are talking about someone who is so new in the music world that even though they feel like they've been everywhere uh, I'm talking about Olivia Rodrigo. So, if you if you don't know who Olivia Rodrigo is, basically, you probably live in a year before 2021. Because <laughs> normally I say, when were you introduced to Olivia Rodrigo's music? But I know the answer is when she released the hit single Driver's License. That's probably correct, right? Yeah. Great. Like six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very so, recently. Yes. This is an interesting episode because we were discussing someone who just very recently released her first album and just very recently became someone in the public in in, in say like the massive music going audience eye. Um, Mm -hmm. So who is Olivia Rodrigo? Andrew, you want me to do a little intro if you don't know? Please, please. I think think for this specifically uh, an intro is needed. 
I, I feel like there's a lot of episodes we do, like Queen, for example. It's like, if you don't know who Queen is, that's weird. But it's yeah. not weird if you don't know who Olivia Rodrigo is, because she is so brand spanking new. Exactly. There's probably plenty of our audience members out there who have not heard her album yet, just because, once again, it is like two weeks old. So, Olivia Rodrigo, in short, she is a musician, and she's a solo artist who just put out her first no album. No way. <laughs> yeah. Put out her first album, Sour, in this month, so May 2021. So, backstory on her. She was born in 2003 in a state called California. Have you heard of that? Can I tell you, I hate that she was born in 2003. Like, I hate that. Like, 2003 feels like... I remember going to see Mr. Deeds in the movie theater the year she was born. Okay. She was so, born two years post 9-11. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's 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 young. She's probably yeah. She's definitely the youngest artist we've done on the show. And when I say um, I don't hate that she was personally born in two thousand three, I mean I hate that two thousand three is eighteen years ago. That's crazy. It is nuts. Any baby, any baby, anyone born after two thousand seems young to me. And that's like yeah. people who are twenty one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. nuts. Born in to, born in two thousand three. She. She is an actress, right? So I think that is probably where people would have known her before. Um, it looks like she was on a Disney Channel show called Bizarre Vark, which I assume is about a bizarre aardvark. But if I'm wrong, please let me know. <laughs> then she was on this. There's this Disney Plus reboot of High School Musical, which apparently is a mockumentary. So uh, it's got that going on for it. And I watched the trailer in preparation for this, and I was like, all right, I'm not the target audience for that, for this show, and that is okay. <laughs> yeah. Of course um, not. So I feel like if you if you knew who Olivia Rodrigo was before her music, you were probably like a Disney stan or, or just like a younger person. That that is I there I feel like there were not many people over twenty who knew who Olivia Rodrigo was previous right, to twenty twenty one. So Wikipedia lists her music genres as pop and her album genres as pop, alt pop, pop, punk, and bedroom pop. So no matter what word you put around it, the word pop is there many times. Pop punk surprises me, but okay. I agree. Uh, so yeah. So who is she as a musician, right? So really she jumped on the scene and just like instantly caught just a mass audience in the public's eye when she released the song driver's license earlier this year in january so january 2021 and it's a good song i enjoyed it i i liked it a lot it had a lot of lord vibes which i liked from it mm -hmm. i sent it to you yeah. and you were also like okay i like this a lot mm -hmm. um it is genuinely a really enjoyable song it's like you know it's vulnerable and it's relatable but I think a big thing going on for it, too, is that she's an actress and the song is kind of like a bitter song towards her ex-boyfriend, who is a co-star of hers on High School Musical and is then dating like some other actress who is uh, older and blonde. So that helped. <laughs> that was, I guess that was like in the way that celebrity gossip and whatnot helps. There was this really kind of fun story around this which like i don't care about because i am 29 and 
I really cannot possibly care about the dating habits of High School Musical actors and actresses, <laughs> but they, we have some friends who are also our age who are like all up in the story and all up in the culture. Interesting. And like that, I think that helped, but that's not to, that's not to diminish the music, right? Obviously, the music slaps. So that's Driver's License. That was 2001. That was January. And then she released Sour in May this year. So that's really it. That's her introduction. It's a short introduction because she's, once again, just very new to the scene. Um, do you like her music? Did you enjoy Sour? I enjoyed Sour. Um, there are a lot of great songs on that album. Mm-hmm. Um my personal favorite, which probably is not a surprise to anybody given my taste in music, is Good For You. It's okay. fun. It is a little bit more of a rocker. It uh, People say that it reminds them uh, of Paramore. I would disagree with that uh, because not every woman who sings a rock song is Paramore. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think that that's just a little bit like, okay, you're hearing a woman sing a rock song, so it's paranoid. No, that's not necessarily true. Um, still a great song. Great song. Fun song. Driver's License, good. Deja Vu, I like. Um, Jealousy is a good song. Or Jealousy, Jealousy, I think it's called, is a great song. Um, yeah. Bunch of slappers. Yeah, I agree. Bunch of slappers. Um, I think the two singles, Driver's, or the two first singles, Driver's License and Deja Vu, are still my favorite. Um, I haven't really lived with the album so long, but I've listened to it once or twice and did enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it's it's an album that's very, I feel like every song but the last song is about like her heartbreak, right? Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it, and it's fun, and it's vulnerable. But it's also sometimes it kind of makes me laugh because I'm like, okay, girl, you're just in high school. You'll you'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of like she's 17. Right. I mean, so like some of the songs like are obviously not going to be as um, relatable to bordering on 30 year old men. Yeah. Uh, But. That's okay. I mean, there's it's still good music. I I still mm-hmm. you feel her heartbreak, you feel her mm-hmm. emotions, and then you, you realize that probably in like six years, when she was on like her third or fourth album, this will be looked back as like, oh, that was such a different thing for her because yeah. it was so, uh, it was so just about that one experience, you know? Yeah, and I mean, it is funny. Like you have. Um Definitely her music's been like a big crossover hit in terms of like it's not just teens that like her music, it's it's a lot of everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's impressive to to I, I feel like the reason so many people like it is they can really they feel like a kinship with her where like hmm. she's able to turn these like this pain into like art in a in a fun way that I think like a lot of people are related to. Because mm-hmm. like especially if you look at like or what I've heard from friends or like if you read like reviews, I think that's where what's really impressive for like an 18 year old like actress who's been on TV for years to also be like, hey, I am relatable and my feelings are real and relatable. And and I think that's impressive. It's like kind of how we talked about like Taylor Swift can sing about like her 80 million dollar mansion and make it seem like a quaint home. And you're just mm-hmm. like, ah, yes. 
I can really also it's like we, we so we've done some <clears throat> bands that have lyrics where you read them and you're like I do not know what the fuck you are talking about yeah most if not every single word in her lyrics you're like yeah I get it it's something <laughs> to it's very tangible it's something mm-hmm. you could latch on to and you're just like yes this is the thing that she's singing about I know exactly what she's talking about I've experienced that kind of heartbreak. Like, I get it. It's yeah. it's very, um, yeah, tangible, I guess. Yeah. I think I might be underselling it. Like, I really like the album. And I really like Driver's License and Deja Vu. I think they are very good. I think, for me, it's, like, the most instantly promising pop artist in a while. Like... Mm. I liked Lord earlier, but I think Lord came out in a career where I wasn't such a huge pop per- or came out at a point in my life where I wasn't such a huge pop person where like it took me a while to warm up to Lord. But I think Lord's first album at like 15 is fantastic. Um, and I feel like since then, I think Olivia Rodrigo is like the first person I've really vibed with and enjoyed the music at like mm-hmm. this young of an age. Um, Talented so it's really and impressive. impressive. Yeah. But, Talented yeah. and impressive. I think yeah. we could say so um, we, yeah. yeah all right so right before we hop into the lyrics i just want to say that if you are listening to or watching this podcast can you do us a favor and just follow or subscribe from whatever platform that is because hey we appreciate it it kind of inspires us to make more episodes and and to do more things and to keep coming and existing as a podcast so we appreciate it we 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 love our fans and we thank you and then also Quick shout out to beatsperminute.com, which is another place you can go watch and listen to the Lyric Boys podcast. And uh, yeah, their music website, they post reviews there. They've been around for a while and they're cool and they got good taste, clearly, because, you know, we're on it. So check Send us a DM. Well. Yes, yeah, send us a DM on Instagram or a comment yeah. on YouTube and we will read it. Especially if it's overwhelmingly positive or overwhelmingly negative, you can't. We just welcome be in the middle. Both. <laughs> you can't be like Larry. No, don't I just be like this. this was fine. Yeah, yeah. I want you to absolutely tear us apart or praise us like a god. You can do that. We're at the Lyric Boys on all those platforms. But uh, what happens occasionally is we'll get comments that YouTube deems too inappropriate, so they'll delete it. <laughs> oh well yeah i mean don't yeah people have have left words that you're like dude you shouldn't even use that word at all <laughs> so yeah but it still makes us laugh <laughs> oh yeah for sure makes us laugh yeah <laughs> makes us laugh probably too much um all right so <laughs> let's jump into lyrics so i'll go first my i just figured i should start with driver's license because you know that's that was like when olivia was her music was gifted to to us from the Lord above and the clouds parted and the song came down of his driver's license, right? That's like the narrative. So, <laughs> so my lyric is for driver's license, which before I even get into the lyric, I just want to say, I love any song that has car noises in it. And this is one of those songs. I think we've talked about this on the podcast, but mm-hmm. anytime music. So this song starts with like an engine sound and a little startup and some of that like open door sound. So, Mm-hmm. love that that gets me hooked i'm like road trip we're on we're going <laughs> and for some reason i imagine like a 1997 pontiac le mans le mans whatever it's french maybe i don't know 
It just seems like an old car. It seems like an old boxy car. That's the sound I get. That's the vibe I get. Mm. I don't know if uh, I could picture her driving that, especially having been on two successful Disney shows. I feel like she would have a car that's not older than she is. (laughs) Perhaps not. Uh, So the lyric of this song, which driver's license, once again, the whole the whole concept of the song is basically Olivia's like talking to her old boy toy and is like, listen, old boy toy. When we were together, you were like, get your driver's license and we can drive around and have some real fun beach boy style. Right. And then Olivia's like, well, <laughs> we can honey, race. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got my driver's license, but uh, we're broken up now. So you lied to me, you motherfucker. That's basically the song, right? It's like, I got my driver's license and you're not here, even though you said we drive around. So what's that about? So heartbreak. <laughs> <That's the song. laughs> yeah. So the lyric is, and all my friends are tired of, he- of hearing how much I miss you. But I kind of feel sorry for them because they'll never know you the way that I do. Yeah, today I drove through the suburbs and pictured I was driving home to you. Uh, got me hyped. But what I think is so funny about this lyric is how she's like, all my friends are tired of hearing about how much I miss you, but she's still going to sing about it. She's still continuing the verse. Mm-hmm. She's still like... Uh, everyone's kind of super over the fact that I um, keep talking about missing you, but I miss you so much. And here's three more verses about that. So, and and they're like, she's like, if I sing it into a absolute bop of a song, yeah. will you guys still be tired of it? I feel like that's her. Uh, that's yeah, her message. Basically, yeah. Olivia's uh, like get in what do teens do in my mind they all get frappuccinos right so i imagine a bunch of teens (laughs) drinking frappuccinos and olivia's like talking about this ex and everyone's just like all right olivia it's time to shut the fuck up about this all right this is all you talk about and she like ran home hasn't talked to them for months and driver's license came out and she's like you're still tired of it huh you're still tired of it can we not talk about it because i don't know maybe you're gonna hear it everywhere (laughs) yeah and uh they're probably like, fuck, can you please tell us more about this in 10 more songs on the album? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that is actually, I didn't realize it in that way, but it is kind of like a big F you to, not an F you, but just like, not only were people already tired of hearing about it in her personal life, then she then makes an album about it. And yet we're still all going to listen to it. So she got the last laugh there. She won. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, she drove. I'm happy that she has her driver's license now. Maybe mm-hmm. she can drive into the arms of a better man. Yes. And also, come on, right? She's got a driver's license now, so maybe that's a sense of independence, right? That's mm. a good thing. We stand mm-hmm. a uh, growing woman. queen, yeah. <laughs> someone who's growing as a person, right? Learning, <laughs> laughing, loving. Don't forget to live, laugh, love, audience. So a couple YouTube comments. Basically, so many of the YouTube comments were like the same comment that I think either one person made the joke and everyone's like, that joke is funny. And then just other people copy and paste it, which I don't understand why you're doing that. Clearly, you copy and paste this from like right above. But most of the same joke was like, 
I like this song too much for someone who's never had a boyfriend and can't drive. That joke was throughout it, throughout the comment page. Here's the thing. I feel like maybe it's not a joke. Like, I feel like it's just like, like she clearly has a, a younger audience, right? I mean, she's mm-hmm, been on mm-hmm. Disney Channel shows. Like, mm-hmm. there are like 10... Pre- 10 year olds preteens if you will perhaps it is just a a preteen uh party in that youtube (laughs) comment section and they're all just like damn i can't wait to have my heart broken like this yeah there there were a couple comments that were like that it's like i can't wait to have an ex so i can you know what's interesting is to think of like there's got there's got to be somebody in that comment section, statistically speaking, who is going to be the next Olivia Rodrigo in like eight to ten years? It's true. That's it is also thought. funny when like people are like, I can't wait to have an ex so I can make music this good. I feel like there is that sense that some people have that's like, I can't wait to be like, go through some shit so I can have some real good stories to tell. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work out that that way, though. Yeah, no. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, wow, this is shitty. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. There was one comment that I want to highlight because you know how sometimes we have those YouTube comments that are a little bit like, I know everything, like I'm the smart man on the internet, right? Yes. This one was very much like that, and the person's name was Raging Skeptic, so very much that vibe already. And the person I, commented, if my eyes could roll back 180 degrees in my head, they would. Who's just like who's a raging skeptic and why are they commenting on YouTube videos? Like why I guarantee it? I guarantee they're a libertarian. Okay. So the comment is, yeah, that would make sense. The comment is, I can't wait for her to start writing songs once she realizes that you never predicate your happiness on another human being. She's very talented, and once the teen angst thing is gone, she'll be a musical force to be reckoned with. So listen, Olivia Rodrigo, um, I know you're like a massive uh <laughs> The star and uh you had like one of the biggest debuts uh, of all time but like you know maybe in a couple years uh you can uh you know make raging skeptic proud of you were people not taught as children that if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all and especially don't make it a very fucking passive aggressive backhanded slap in the face because that's what that comment is and it's just like shut the fuck up <laughs> Also, if Olivia Rodrigo is not a force to be reckoned with right now, who is? None of us are. There's no hope for us. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like define force to be reckoned with. Like number one shot up to number one and has remained there for a long time. This this YouTube commenter is like, I don't know. She's she's 18. She did this by 12. That would have been impressive. But 18. Come on. Clock's ticking. She's going to die soon. Clock's ticking. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm I'm a raging skeptic about who that person is as a human being. I just imagine they like get such smug satisfaction out of every mm-hmm. single YouTube comment that they make and they're just like, huh, told her. Yeah. They're like uh I feel like they're like the Tucker Carlson of YouTube makers. YouTube commenters, sorry, where they like think that they're being like smug and smart and the rest of us are looking at them like you know you sound like a fucking idiot right i think of it as just someone who's never like happy with anything 
and they're mm-hmm. just like, ah, this uh, free vacation to uh, the Bahamas was okay, but um, oh my god, know, those tri- people are the tri- fucking uh, the, worst. T- the, <laughs> the toast was burnt. Yeah, those yeah. people. All are right, the give me your first lyric. They, they exist. My first lyric is from the song "Jealousy, Jealousy." Uh, and the lyric is, I kind of want to throw my phone across the room because all I see are girls too good to be true with paper white teeth and perfect bodies. Wish I didn't care. I know that beauty is not my lack, but it feels like that weight is on my back and I can't let it go. <sighs> yeah. So even to a like pushing 30 year old man, that is a very relatable lyric, like very much just like like the self-comparison to other people on instagram the uh just like seeing everybody like it feels like everybody is just like always fucking happy all the time everybody is just like look at look at my life is so good and i feel like the ironic thing is that if you looked at my instagram page you would probably have that perception about me too right because nobody's posting the bad stuff Everything is like fake, but it still makes you feel like, why the fuck do you get to like be cool and happy and fun? And I'm just like in this pandemic, like fuck everything. (laughs) You're like, I'm in this pandemic alone. Everyone else on Instagram is not in the pandemic. (laughs) I know. That's what it felt like at the height. I mean, now we're double vaccinated king. So it it does kind of feel like we're past it but uh at the height of it it was just like like mid 2020 i was like what the fuck man like why is everybody Mm -hmm. having a good time i liked how one thing about this lyric that i enjoy is how she says that beauty is not my lack but it feels like like that beauty meaning like the beauty of other people on instagram like scrolling through instagram and being like oh my god everyone instagram is so beautiful yeah. But it's not her lack. Like it doesn't matter, right? Like the fact that like these other people on Instagram are beautiful does not take anything away from you, right? But it's still you feel shitty, which I think that's a funny idea. Yeah. Um and I, I do like how she like how she recognizes that in the song is kind of a fun thing to me. And I think there's a couple times in her lyrics where she's like, I know I shouldn't feel this way or like, I know like this shouldn't bother me, but it does. And I like that because it's a very, that's, that's one of the things that makes her so relatable. Right. It's just like, right. Well, that's exactly it where it's just like, look, I know that I know that I'm not ugly. Right. That's what she's saying here. Like, obviously like I have beauty and like I know that I as a man am very beautiful to look at just like all of these hot Instagram models but also shit still sucks man yeah we love it but <laughs> we love the rel- relatability one thing I was thinking about the other day is like Instagram is basically just people posting pictures of themselves right um yeah. And that happened at some point. That wasn't the way it always was, was it? Right? There was definitely a point where it was like... It was food. Yeah. Well, just like, yeah, posting anything, right? Like food. Dogs. Groceries, dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that still happens. And there's memes and things. But like most, I feel like most people's personal Instagram accounts are just photos of themselves, which is fine. I mean, that's most people 
I would, I, I think that's probably true, but, um, I think that's interesting that it's just like, after all these years, it's like, that's the primary use of Instagram. Let me ask you this. Yes, King. Here's a, ask here's away. a question. Here's a question for you. If you could go back to the year, to, to where technology and social media was in the year, like 2003, right? Pre-Facebook, okay. pre-Instagram, yeah. but still cell phones are a thing, right? You can still text when you need to. Uh, it's just like not nearly as prevalent. You don't have the internet in your pocket. Yeah. But you're going back there knowing everything you know now about mm-hmm. social media, right? Like you have, it's not like you you go back to 2003 and yeah. you forget what social media is. It's like, you know, you have that like phone addiction still and you go back to 2003 yeah. where it doesn't exist anymore. Would you do that? Like, would you, would you think that it would make you feel better, happier or worse knowing that, you knowing like, oh my God, I could be talking to a, a thousand people at once, but I can't right now. Good question. I don't know. I don't know. I know that uh, f- for me, there was a time during the pandemic where I just like deactivated my Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And that was nice. It, Cause like yeah. it, it was a nice thing to not constantly be connected. And then when I came back to Twitter, I realized just how much of like Twitter is people anxious about anything. And I just felt like scrolling through Twitter, I was just absorbing people's anxieties. And mm-hmm. I think realizing that has made me just like stay off it a lot more than normal. Um, so I do think it's like, it is a good thing to be off it when you can, but it's also hard. It's, it's, it is hard because you feel like you need to be on it or like you need to be on it following yeah. at the lyric poise. So you can get the latest Lyric Boys <laughs> videos and social media posts posted by us. Well, it's interesting because like there's there's so much about social media that is both good mm-hmm. and bad, right? I mean, like that sounds like I'm not saying anything, but it's really true. Like I feel like we almost don't even realize how much how dependent we are even even though when we when we admit like oh man i can't get off my phone like it's yeah. like for uh, for the podcast even like w- the only way we promote this thing is from social media right so mm-hmm. it's like you take that away you take our entire ability to do this podcast away yet you also take away all of the crazy toxic feelings that social media has so it's like Fuck, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's a confusing <laughs> thing. It is a confusing thing that exists and that we're, many people were pretty much on at least one of them. And it's like, it don't have to be, but that feels weird. It's just like such when a weird I was time. off those platforms for a while, I was like, How, what am I going to do? Yeah. It's just such a weird time. It's just such a weird, like, can we just take a second? to admit that this is the fucking weirdest i feel like it's just the weirdest time period and i wouldn't like i like how much technology we have at our fingertips i do think a lot of it for all the shit that i'm talking like a lot of it is so fucking great it's just great there's a lot of good positive things to come out of it but it's just so fucking weird try going back to 2003 and explaining to somebody like what 
social media actually is and what it's become. Like it, yeah. it would be impossible. Anyway, I'm going to also, for my second lyric, also pull from Jealousy, Jealousy, a different part of the song. But same same vibe, so it's the right part of the conversation. But the lyric is, and I see everyone getting all the things I want. I'm happy for them. But then again, I'm not. Yeah. Boom. Love it. It, it, it is that feeling where it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, you, you want to celebrate people, right, and, and their victories. Uh-huh. But it's also like I can see how constantly seeing other people's victories can get Mm, difficult right on social media so uh yeah it's not even uh that i am happy for like i would take it one step further and just be like if you have any kind of success fuck you (laughs) sometimes that's that's just how my mind works sometimes it's just a it's a toxic thing that we all have to admit that at least at some point you've seen somebody on social media celebrate something and you're just like, no, fuck you. I don't like you for this. <laughs> I don't care how happy uh, yeah. you are. But it is the relatability of the what was that? Or it's like I don't I don't I don't care how happy you are. Fuck you. But also Yeah. Like, well let's admit that that is a toxic thought. And also that is a very again going back to like explain this to in t- to somebody in 2003 like that's a very new thought to have like i'm sure people have had it in the past where but like you had to have that in person you had to have the interaction where somebody is like telling you hey i just got promoted and you had to like fake it in person now it's like 800,000 people all at once saying that and so it's just like multiply that by 800,000. Someone you know? on Instagram's like, damn, I won a Grammy. And you're just like, how do I know this person? But I'm upset they have a Grammy and I don't, even though I don't do music, right? <laughs> you're like, how does Fred <laughs> yeah. from math class in seventh grade have a Grammy already? Come on. Uh, one thing I love about this is just, I'm happy for them. But then again, I'm not. <laughs> I do love yeah. how it just like, eh. Like, I'm happy for them is like the quick instant reaction. And then she's like, but am I? So I do. That's real. And I love it. I love it. And then also in the song, mm. she picks things to be happy about. She says, just cool vintage clothes and vacation photos. I can't stand it. So it's the idea of being like mm-hmm. jealous of other people on vacation on Instagram. That's real. But the, also the idea of just being oh, like, yeah. oh, man, that person got a cool vintage shirt. I wish I had that cool vintage shirt. I'm unfollowing mm-hmm. them and I'm blocking them. Yeah, that's it. That's I mean, like seeing vacation photos of people where you're just like, man, why are you on vacation? Why am I not there right now? You know? Oh, yeah. All right. Give me. So that was a quickie. Give me your uh, second lyric. My second lyric is from the song, the hit song, Good For You. And the lyric is, good for you. You're doing great out there without me. Baby, like a damn sociopath. And I just love that, like, her definition of a sociopath is somebody who has moved on from a breakup. (laughs) This is like somebody with no, who could murder in cold blood without feeling a damn thing, who quite honestly probably enjoys murdering and committing heinous crimes, is also the equivalent to 
her ex who has moved on and she has not. It's like she runs into her ex on the set of High School Musical, the new reboot on Disney Plus. And she's like, how have you been? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm okay. And then she's like, you fucking sociopath. You are a goddamn sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You, Ted Bundy, one and the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that is fun. That is fun. It's <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. Sociopath. I like is a in the. Word. I like that line, loaded word in in the song. The music cuts out, and you just hear her say, "Like a damn sociopath." <laughs> it is powerful, and it is also hilarious. It's like a damn sociopath is the thing that's like in her brain that she doesn't say out loud. As she's like, "Oh, good for you. I'm glad you're doing well." Then in her head, it's just like, "Fuck you, you sociopath, you crazy motherfucker." Right? It's just like, okay, mm-hmm. but also relatable lyric. Yeah. That's why we love. We love the the. We love we okay. The American music-going audience. What do we love? We love Olivia Rodrigo processing her feelings. That's what this album is. That's what her songs are. It's her processing, and we love the process. We trust the process. We are big fans of the the process process. on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Do you want to hear my third lyric from Olivia Rodrigo? Do it, you damn sociopath. Thank you, you damn sociopath. So this might be a big surprise, but I'm picking a lyric from the album Sour. So mm. <laughs> the lyric is from the song Deja Vu. And this is the part of the song where she's talking about her ex-boyfriend and saying the things that she kind of fondly remembers, like things they did, right? And one of those things is the lyric, trading jackets, laughing about how small it looks on you. And then kind of in the background vocals, it just goes, ha, 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 ha. And a lot of ha's come in, which I think is hilarious. Uh, kind of like a laugh track. It works on me, right? <laughs> like I hear the ha's in deja vu and I'm laughing full chested, full belly laugh, whatever the laugh comes from. That's what I'm doing. Um, so also, I do love that one of her fond memories of her ex-boy toy is trading jackets and being like <laughs> my jacket looks tiny on you which is a hilarious bit it makes me think of whatever that chris farley movie is where he put on david spade's jacket and then danced around going tommy fat boy? Guy in a little. yeah i think it's tommy boy he goes fat guy in a little coat and then he dances and then david spade's like don't do that and then he breaks the coat that's this memory basically olivia rodrigo and her ex had that tommy boy experience which is iconic Damn, if I could have a Tommy Boy experience, only then will I feel true satisfaction. I do love, like, there is nothing, it is funny to wear, like, someone, to wear, like, someone who's smaller's jacket and laugh about it because it looks tiny and you look like, I don't know, Will Ferrell and Elf. <laughs> you just look Yeah, like a giant. it's a good moment. It's, it's flirtatious if you do it uh, in, with... You know, we are your lover or somebody who you show up on a first date. You're like, hey, babe, uh, how tall are you? Uh, <laughs> five, five, one, five, two, five, three, five, four, whatever. I'm six, 18. Um, give me that coat. It's going to be funny. All right. Cause it's fucking going to break on me. Right. All right. Give me that coat. What you want? Appetizers? Uh, well, she'll have the chicken nuggets. Thanks, waiter. <laughs> Barkeep, uh, give us both, uh, two virgin pina coladas. Cause <laughs> I got drinking problems and women women if you've been on a date with this man 
please DM us because I'm absolutely certain that he exists and you have. <laughs> it's like she hasn't said anything yet. He just shows up in the day. He's like, how's it going, toots? Uh, let me try that coat on, all right? It's funny. He it calls her toots. <laughs> She's like, please, it's 2021. If you're going to be derogatory, please do it in a more modern way. <laughs> like be like call me like a broad or something don't say toots just be like how you doing broad yeah anyway if you've you ever done this third with, lyric yeah i'm just gonna tell the audience at home uh anyone who's in a in a nice romantic relationship go home and trade coats with your partner and uh tell us how funny it was did you laugh let us know <laughs> yes and if you're single just right. uh get some of your old clothes that you had when you were a child and wear that and it's funny too. Um, so my third lyric is from the song Enough For You. The lyric is, and I knew how you took your coffee and your favorite songs by heart. I read all your self-help books so you'd think that I was smart. Uh, mm -hmm. You think that she's reading Eckhart Tolle? You think that's one of the self-help books? You think she's reading some Ram Dass? You think she's getting some uh, spirituality up in this ish? Are you saying this just so I think you're smart and the audience at home thinks you're smart? Yes, I just wanted you guys to think I'm smart. Working. I don't know any of the... I just looked up online who are self-help book people. Who are self-help books? <laughs> who are self-help books? So uh, one I would love I would love a, a concept album about spirituality and like being present and being fully alert and being one with yourself and one with love. Can somebody make that? But make it like a rock opera. I feel like there are albums that are that <laughs> that are just like good positive them. messages that you're like, hell yeah. You stand. Yes. Oh, there are songs that have positive messages, but like those exist. But I mean, like the whole album is about like, just like read a Ram Dass like lecture as lyrics to a rock opera. That's what I want. Steve, that's uh, you got to come clean. Are you being paid by the people at Ram Dass books to yes, promote uh, this stuff on the podcast without... My permission? Did you cut a side deal? Listen, if we know anything about Ramdas, it's that he was in it for the money. And that is all. Wow. I'm going to make an abrupt transition so people at home aren't more confused. But um, another thing I enjoy about this lyric is she knows how her ex-boy toy took his coffee and knows the songs by heart and read all the books, right? <laughs> this This reminds me of uh, a friend of mine who was interested in this uh, lady and she gave him a book to read and then he kind of didn't he kind of just like stopped texting her because he was like oh man now I gotta read this book <laughs> and he took like months to read this book and I'd be like alright so what's like, going on and he'd be like well, I still got to finish this book, so I feel like I can't like reach out to her until I'm done with it. And uh What what was the book? I, can you say? Uh it's it's a it's can a we, um, we can bleep memoir about a about um Patty Smith. 
Okay, that's cool. It's also funny, like all the stuff that you learn about people in relationships, and then when a relationship is over, you're like, oh man, I don't even know all this stuff anymore. <laughs> They're like, yeah. Which I, I think of that as like you're almost you gotta clear like your cash, <laughs> right? It's like uh, I clear I clear my cash uh, involuntarily of things that I should know about mm. people and friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, sorry, what was your name again? <laughs> it's like we went we were roommates for eighteen years. <laughs> You want to hear my uh, fourth lyric? I would love to hear your fourth Olivia Rodrigo lyric, Andrew. My fourth lyric is from the song Hope You're Okay. With your spelled... You know, I think that these some of these song titles are a little bit of a throwback uh, because I feel like the kids and kids, if you're listening to this, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like... The spelling of your, like you are, or for as the number instead of for. Uh, I feel like the kids don't really do that these days. It's not. It's not necessary because you don't have to. You don't have the flip phones where you have to type like one, two, three, four, five, six things just to get one letter. You know. So this is a, a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about at some point. Okay, I didn't even read my lyric yet, but okay, go ahead. Go f- go fucking talk about you. I'll take it back. All right. Uh, the floor is mine. So, all of these song titles are in lowercase, which is like such a thing and has been That's a thing, a thing now. Yeah. for the last, I don't know, five, six years. I just feel like every pop album just has lowercase song titles. <laughs> and this is... Um, the 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 oldest sounding old farty thing I'm gonna say, but I'm tired of it. Just give me some normal song titles. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. There was um like maybe ten years ago. I feel like there were a lot of bands, like maybe more indie bands, doing that, and then it became yeah. like pop pop artists doing and i mean yeah. now it's pop artists doing that yeah i don't yeah. know why i don't you know what the other thing too was is putting a period at the end of some of them yeah yeah it, i mean it, yeah it's uh the the worst offender to me is the album norman fucking rockwell because mm. the punctuation and the capitalization throughout that album fluctuates so, for example, Mariner's Apartment Complex, everything is capitalized. The song Norman fucking Rockwell fucking is lowercase, but Rockwell's capitalized. The song Fuck It, I Love You, fuck is capital, it, love you, all lowercase, right? Then oh, my God, you're right. The next best American record, all uppercase. The last song, Hope is a Dangerous Thing for a Woman Like Me to Have, But I Have It, uh, all, lower all lowercase. So... Just all over the place, and I, I I look at that, and it just like makes me feel weird. I'm just like, give me some consistency, Lana. And then the other big one, where it's like so, the titles are so messed up that it's funny to me. Is Bonnie Vare's Twenty Two a Million, where you have songs oh, like, yeah. uh, my favorite is Six 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 Upside Down Cross. 
because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce any of these songs. And like when I have Amazon Alexa or Google Home or, or Siri read the song titles, it is so confused. Or another song is that underscore, 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 45, underscore, 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 underscore. Um, or 22 in parentheses over in all caps space S infinity symbol, infinity symbol, capital N and parentheses. So those are at that point we're just like having fun. Right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's, let's, why can't we just have a good pop album that has proper capitalization? Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, one? you know, I know that that sounds like an old man thing to say, and but my question is like what is the is there a significance to that i feel like there's not it's just like hey this looks cool which is dumb okay looking cool should never be your number one goal if you're a musician okay my name is uh uh a reasonable skeptic what was his name (laughs) yeah something like that like uh yeah i just looked up Taylor Swift's two albums that she released, like Folklore and Evermore, all lowercase lyrics. All lowercase songs. You know what titles. I also feel like it is? You know, I feel like the word chill, yeah. C-H-I-L-L, chill, is yeah. one of the most aggressive words in the English language. And I feel like it is you pop like artists. Because it she is if that. you if somebody if somebody is like talking about something that they're like passionate about or they're upset about or whatever and somebody responds with the word chill. Yeah, you may have you may as well have fucking stabbed that person. And yeah. I feel like it is pop artists way of being like, dude, chill. It's just a song title. Chill. I, I just you know, that's that. why it's lowercase because it's like the song titles. They should be chill. And that word sometimes is just like, Wow. Wow, that's insulting. I'm trying to think of other big pop people. Uh, I looked at Billie Eilish because she's also like, like a Gen Zer, right? Uh, she does that too. Her, her, she also is all lowercases. There's something about the all, the all lowercases to me that reads a sadder almost. And these are the albums we're talking about are all like sadder albums, where it's just like there's like the ho hum of just like instead of like instead of it being like driver's license, it's just driver's license. It's, it's well that's like, what it is to me that's kind of what i was saying with chill where it's like yeah my interpretation is that it it's it's sadder but it's also like the artist being like chill it doesn't need to be capitalized just yeah chill i'm looking <laughs> you know? at lord seeing that all her stuff is properly capitalized and i'm wondering when she comes up with her third album whenever that is will it all be lowercase we'll find out you know what I miss the era of uh there was like between the year like 2004 and like 2009 I feel like there was in the pop punk genre it was bands making funny song titles okay. and so like like Fallout Boy their album uh from Under the Cork Tree every song title is like funny like the first title the first track is our lawyer made us change the name of the song so we wouldn't get sued Okay. Um, there's a band called Four Year Strong, and the first song on that album is It Must Really Suck to Be Four Year Strong Right Now. And I like those mm. because they don't have anything to do with the... They're just like funny to read. And you're like, when you talk about them, 
you're like you know that song it must really suck to be this band right now like that's funny to me anyway that uh is not at all anything i've experienced i didn't know that was a thing that is uh interesting yeah, I that was like a that trend. Would, like, that would like not bother me but i'd be like I'd be a disappointed dad just shaking my head at that band. Like, <laughs> yeah, on, it, you, you know what did bother this. me for a little bit? It bothered me, I think, at the time, and now I have like a fond nostalgia yeah. for it. And let's be honest, when we say these things bother us, we mean they don't matter at all to our lives and we don't right. really care. <laughs> right. And we're gonna sleep fine either way. There's a there's a Fallout Boy song on From Under the Cork Tree called <laughs> I've got a dark alley and a bad idea that says you should shut your mouth. In parentheses, summer song. <laughs> All right, give me. Let's let's actually talk about your lyric. But okay, I hope, my lyric I hope is, you were okay with this little side tracking. Yeah, it was good. Uh, the lyric from "Hope You're Okay" is: I knew a boy once when I was small. He wore long sleeves because of his dad. Th- those are a little bit spaced out. There's a couple of lines in between, but um, I picked those two lines because what did this boy's dad do to him that caused him to wear long sleeves? What's the story there? Here's the story. It's that his parents are divorced and he had a tattoo that said mom and his dad was like, I don't ever want to see that mom tattoo. (laughs) You got to leave your sleeves down. I'm sure the truth is a lot darker. (laughs) Or I just feel like the truth... Like, in all honesty, when I read it, is that, like, the the boy, like, really idolized his dad, and his dad tended to wear long sleeve shirts, unless his dad had no arms, and he wore long <laughs> sleeves to look like he had arms, but when you approach him, it's just, like, floppy sleeves, and you're like, whoa. It, like, makes you take a step back for a sec. Interesting. Um, well... The the real thing that jumped to my mind as the real answer versus uh, the answer of uh, the mom tattoo is like uh, scars. Um, scars. Which isn't as fun of an answer. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. It's abuse. Okay. I misread. I was uh, I was reading in- innocently into this lyric. Like this by- boy idolized the, f- the fashion choices of his father. But yes, uh, his father hit him. You're right. <laughs> that is that is the real way to interpret this. I was wrong. This is what, yeah. Well, what's funny is that you legitimately thought it was like a positive lyric in a song yes. called Hope You're Okay, where the whole song is like basically like people, children who've suffered, like, I hope you're doing good. And you're just like, oh, yeah, there's just randomly a verse about this child who loved his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies nope, and gentlemen. Not the case. If you were like me and you're listening to this podcast, then you actually have learned something on this one. So add that to the average of 1.75 things per episode. I just want to assure the audience that Andrew Stieglitz is listening and learning and he won't make this mistake again. I'm listening and I'm learning. Um, yeah, all right. I feel like that was a big wet blanket. So should we move on to the next one? <laughs> well, we did spend like... An hour talking about song titles. So, yes, move on, please. Uh, So, I picked the lyrics from the song Brutal. And... I like this song. The lyric is... Yeah, it's a rocker. It's a slapper. I feel like this is is your... Yeah, it's definitely more of my vibe. Yep. Mm -hmm. I feel like no one wants me. And I hate the way I'm perceived. I only have two real friends. 
And lately, I'm a nervous wreck. Because I love people I don't like. And I hate every song I write. And I'm cool. And I'm not cool. And I'm not smart. And I can't even parallel park. A lot of good stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, two things that jump out at me. One is that she has only two real friends, mm. which is a very specific number and kind of funny to me. Not that it's funny to only have two real friends. It just well, she it's like also like, ch- chose that to number. <laughs> she clearly, she obviously must have a big circle of people around her, right? Because she's famous mm. and that tends to happen so if you're mm-hmm. listening to this and you As think that you are lyric boys fame um, yes i can't fucking walk down the street anyway without somebody shouting content hound at me uh <laughs> but if you are if you do consider yourself olivia rodrigo's friend and you listen to this and you're like fuck am i one of the two Probably not. Chances are probably not. Hate to break it to you, Olivia Rodrigo's friends. Probably not. What if she's in a text group with three other people and it's like, oh my God. It's called besties. Let's just say the text group is called besties. And they're like, oh my God, which one Which one is the fake friend? And they have um, to duel to the death to find out. There's also the image in my head. Where she's like, I have two best friends. They're my parents. I love my parents. It could be that. That's positive. Her best friend is her mom and her dad. Because why not be best friends with your parents? After all, they created you. I feel like that's... You shouldn't. I actually feel like you shouldn't. Don't be best friends with your parents. I feel like that's not the best relationship to have with them. Have them be parents. That's that's enough. I want my child to come out of the womb and give me a fist bump and say, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) What's up, dad? My child is going to come out of the womb and he's going to be like... (laughs) bro smoke this blunt with me (laughs) yeah i can't wait yeah there's sometimes like i see things on the internet that's like someone being like i can't wait to like smoke weed with my child or i can't wait for my child to be three so we can start playing red dead redemption 2 and i'm just like all right this is three (laughs) that game is for ages three and up (laughs) um second thing about this is I hate every song I write. I'm not cool and I'm not smart and I can't even parallel a park. Funny. I'll tell you what. I am not cool nor smart as we have seen on this podcast, but I can parallel park like a motherfucker and it makes me feel good to have one thing on Olivia Rodrigo. That's true. That's right. I can parallel park as well. So look at us. The Lyric Boys... Feeling good about themselves because we can parallel park and Olivia Rodrigo cannot. And let's just end the comparisons there. We have won. Well, yeah. And also, I think that we are doing a healthy thing by comparing ourselves Mm -hmm. to an 18 year old girl who's going through a lot of uh, emotional stuff clearly on this album. So good for us. Pat on the back. Good for you. Um, Yeah. She hates the way she's perceived. She's like, listen, guys, I'm not a rock star. I'm not a gigantic pop artist. I don't want you to think that. Imagine having popularity in your school be determined by how well you can parallel park. 
Oh, baby. I'd be king. <laughs> Great. Good to know. Good to know. I guess we got a parallel parking king. Although it's something that uh, I've certainly met some people who don't parallel park too much because of where they grew up. And uh, I'm like, you're not from the city, <laughs> New York, am I right? I've met some people who grew up parallel parking in the suburbs and still fucking can't do it. So, damn, shots fired. Shots fired. You, you want to hear my fifth lyric, baby? Lay it on me, sir. Call me king. Lay it on me, king. <laughs> <laughs> my fifth lyric is from the song favorite crime okay. and the lyric is <laughs> those things i did just so you sorry those things i did just so i could call you mine the things you did well i hope i was your favorite crime and then later in the song and now every time a siren sounds i wonder if you're around because you know that i do it all again uh who did olivia rodrigo murder and when she said in Good For You that her ex was a damn sociopath, maybe it's because they murdered together, okay? Because if you connect the two songs, you see that maybe why she's so torn up over this guy is because he made her murder somebody. She regrets it. But he's a sociopath, so he's going to keep on killing. And this is her confession album. This is basically her saying, to, I admit, I admit it, I killed somebody. These lyrics... How's that for reading into things? Well, honestly, I'm looking at these lyrics, and I'm always slightly confused when pop artists or any artist in general compare like relationships to crimes and stuff. That happens occasionally, and I never quite get it. All right? I'm too... Thick skull to get it. And this well, you got the, lyrics, the abuse metaphor, so and I didn't get that. Yeah. These lyrics though remind me of Lord's lyrics. Cause I feel like Lord was someone who had a lot of lyrics like that too that were like, We're criminals, baby, you and me. Uh you know, we we're 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 committing uh, murder and crimes. We're we're criminal spree, you and me. <laughs> right? Like Lord definitely had that yeah. vibe. Um I don't know. I don't know what type of crimes they did, but I hope it. Uh, I hope that they paid their taxes because if you uh, don't pay your taxes, that's the lowest crime anyone can commit. Am I right? Uh, I think if you don't pay your taxes, you must be a damn sociopath. I mean, do you not even care about the public school system? Yeah, <laughs> drop that. Drop that knowledge on our audience. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Good one. It's a good one. Uh, it's okay if you committed a crime. You can come tell the Lyric Boys. DM us some crimes that you've committed. We'll read them on air. DM us your favorite crime you've done. Not mm-hmm. just like your second favorite. I have Although a crime. If it's, I, it's... I did a crime once. Do you want to hear the crime? It's. I, I could probably I could take it out if it's if you don't want me to. Uh, to say, on the I'm curious what your crime is that you. That you were saying so sheepishly. So I didn't, I, I didn't uh, take much. But when we were, when I was a freshman in high school, we went to the mall, and Uh-oh. we decided to have a. Uh, and I, I swear I didn't take much, but we decided to have a little scavenger hunt Oof. to see who could uh, steal 
the most things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my we're friend, writer over here, am I right? My friend, uh, who is now gay, had stole like a few hundred. As opposed to then. <laughs> well, he was not out then, but now yeah. he is, and he stole a few hundred dollars worth of hair care products, conditioner, okay. shampoo, gels. King. And so that's, that was my favorite crime. What did you steal? Honestly, I do not remember. I, I do not think I took much, because I, I really can't remember. I do remember that he came out with like bags Jesus. full of hair care products. And I was like, what the fuck, man? There's two, two stories related to this, actually. One is I remember someone a couple of years ago who I was working on a project with and he told me that he just shoplifts his pomade, his, his hair gel. Like that's how he gets his hair care products is all, only by shoplifting. And he said it like so casually. And I was like, that's nuts. That is nuts that you have. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nuts. <laughs> like this one thing in your life, pomade, that for some reason you're like, yeah, I steal a pomade. That's my thing. Just pomade though, because I've got standards. <laughs> I've got I've morals, got all right? I'm not going to, you think I'm going to shoplift deodorant? No, 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 no. Toothpaste, get out of here with that bullshit. Pomade, yes, I, I, I do steal pomade, yes. One time I stole Goya beans, like dollar beans, because they're like Trump supporters. So I was like, ah, fuck it, I don't need to pay for these. So this is recent then. Oh, this was like a few weeks ago. <laughs> it was, I was doing a self checkout and uh, nobody was watching. I paid for everything else and I was like, people say don't buy these, but like it was the brand I saw. So fuck it. I'm going to eat them, but I'm not going to pay for them. All right. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a lot to unpack there, which uh, I hope you do. I've, I've never purposely shoplifted anything. All right. I'm Lame. a good person with morals, but I did accidentally as a child steal a strawberry Nesquik milk from a grocery store. Um, and then the siren went off or like the, the like alarm. And I was like, and I just like casually walked out and then only realized that that was for me later. Cause I basically, I was like lit shopping with my parents. I was hyped for the strawberry milk. And I was like, I just put it in the cart from straight from the con like from the the conveyor belt like it never got scanned i just like took it and put it in the cart because i'm like hell yeah strawberry milk it's let's go time let's go and i just did not it did not get paid for so um you know i'm still atoning for that i'm still um i gotta tell you man and i'm still learning we have here on the phone a representative from nesquik oh god and this whole Lyric Boys endeavor was just to get you to admit that. And oh I finally God. have you saying it. And they will be at your house to arrest you soon. Boys, bag them. Before the authorities arrive, do you want to give me your fifth lyric? Yeah, I can't believe you'd ran on me, first of all. But yeah, I'll give you my fifth lyric. So it's from the song Happier, which, uh, surprise, surprise, is from the album Sour. So... The lyric is, I hope you're happy, but not like how you were with me. I'm selfish. I know. I can't let you go. So find someone great, but don't find no one better. I hope you're happy. I wish you all the best, really. 
say you love her, baby. Just not like you loved me. And think of me fondly when your hands are on her. And I hope you're happy, but don't be happier. And then later it goes, and now I'm picking her apart. Like cutting her down will make you miss my wretched heart. But she's beautiful. She looks kind. She probably gives you butterflies. So I love these lyrics. It's another one of those songs like um, was a jealousy, jealousy, right? Where she's basically like, I shouldn't be doing these things, but I'm going to do it anyway. And once again, strikes all the good things in that like sort of relatability area of like, I don't know, this is a bad thought, but it's what it's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. So I love that. She's like, basically like go find love, go find someone cool, but I hope it's worse love. And I hope they're not as cool as me. And then later recognizing like, Oh man, this person you're dating seems really cool. And like, I have no beef with her, but I kind of do. <laughs> it's It's nice. <laughs> I like that she says, think of me fondly when your hands are on her. Like, because to me, that's not sexual at all. It's just like, ha, yes. What a a lovely woman. While he's just like (laughs) getting hot and heavy with somebody else. Yeah. Well, it's funny because that's like the one that's like the most... um Just like everything else is like very nice of Olivia to say. Yeah. It's like, go find love, wish you the best, say you love her. And then it's like, and when your hands are on her, just think of me. But it's fondly, like, right, fondly. Not, yeah, a, not, yeah. in a, not in a uh, sexual way, just in a fond, like, what a lovely laugh she has. Yeah. But it's, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> not a great thing. But um, I was thinking about this. I think one thing I've said before uh, to you about music is I like when artists have lyrics that are like, I'm dealing with this shit. I'm struggling to deal with the shit. I know I could be this thing, but I'm this thing, but I'm trying to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. The process, right. We stand. The I process. love, I love that when we have bands and musicians talk about that and that's what Olivia is doing here. Right. She's like, I know it could be better. I know it like, I shouldn't be picking up apart this random woman, but I am. And that works for me. And I've said this before. What really does not work for me and I hate in music is when like someone is just like a little whiny the whole time. And it's like uh, when someone's lyrics are basically like, I'm worthless. No one will ever love me. On a, oh, my on God. Happy. I don't like that either. I don't like that yeah. either. I hate that. I actually really hate that. There are a lot of like great songs musically where I'm listening and I'm like, hell yeah, I love this. And then the singer is just like, I'm a piece of shit. And I'm like, oh, I can't fucking listen to this. Yeah. So that's one thing I do really appreciate about Olivia's music in the album is just that she doesn't go that route. And I Uh, think Mm -hmm. clearly she's like so affected by this and hurt and you could go that route. You could easily make a song like that. That's just like, you know, well, I think every- it's well because we did just read the line where it's like I'm not smart and I can't parallel park, but yeah, I think that is a careful towing of the line there because oh yeah, it's not saying I'm a piece of shit. It's saying like I have things that I'm insecure about, which everybody does, and it's relatable, right? Those are relatable mm-hmm. insecurities. Like I hate every song I write. I'm not cool. I'm not smart. Like you, like relatable. Yeah, there are songs where it's just like. It's so on the nose of just like, I hate myself. And I'm like, I can't 
deal with that. Even when yeah. I was in that, like, you know, listening to a lot of like the emo stuff, I still didn't like it even then. I was just like, this makes me feel really uncomfortable and you should get help. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way. Like, um, I, I just just we 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 stand the process we stand the but process. not just the full-on self-hate <laughs> yeah well because there's nothing interesting about that it's just like oh no that sucks for you yeah um you know it'd be a great song i'm just gonna say that whoever wants to create this song can create it just give me royalties baby but it should be a pop song by a big artist mm-hmm. so a song should be like big pop artist let's just say like olivia or anyone has a song that's like, I'm feeling really depressed. I feel like I've got lots of anxieties. A lot of things are scary and, and un- uncomfortable. And then there should be a guest rap verse from that artist's mom that goes, you think you got problems? <laughs> why are you depressed? And then it's just like a rap about why this singer should not be depressed and should not have It's just like, I sacrificed everything for you, gave you a good life, and you're telling me that you're sad? Well, that means that you are ungrateful. That's basically what my mom would say if she could rap. Yeah, I want this song. I just... <laughs> Anyway, don't know where that came from. All right. So this is the part of the podcast where Andrew and I improvise our own version of Olivia Rodrigo's lyrics. So basically, we'll take like a minute and shot some stuff down and just basically create a lyric that we think could potentially be on Sour. Okay? Yes. All right. So Andrew and I just spent uh, about a good minute and, and a lot of brain power coming up with our aunt, our own Olivia Rodrigo lyrics. Andrew, how was that for you? Did you feel it was like fun. channeled? It was fun. I enjoyed it. How was it for you? Stressful, terrifying, really, really just a hard thing. Well, sorry to hear it. <laughs> do you, do you want to hear my uh, lyric? Yes, give me yours. It's quick. It's dumb. What's the name of your song? Hmm. Um, the name of my song is Bird. <laughs> okay. I never thought I'd write these words. I thought I was your favorite bird. That's British slang for girl. But you probably <laughs> knew that. Your intelligence makes me want to hurl. And so does your face. Wow. That's good. <laughs> that was good. Um, We'll we'll see we'll we'll do these again later, but I enjoyed that. That's a that's British for girl. Very funny. <laughs> my my made up Olivia Rodrigo song is called Story. Mm. Here's the lyric. It's like why you gotta watch my stories only every other day. I post them just for you, baby, just to hear you say I'm okay. I want to remember this hurt when we're in our 40s. Tell myself there was no other way. Had to leave you now, baby, just because you couldn't press play. That was a legit lyric that absolutely I could see her singing. As opposed to mine, where I have a line that says, that's British slang for girl. (laughs) That reminds me that British slang for girl reminds me of this one Das Racist lyric on the song rapping to you where they sing about like Costanza dick. Oh yeah. And then the lyric is 
you know, like the show Seinfeld. <laughs> just, I love that lyric. Yeah. Of just like, yeah, we all knew that. Just driving the point home. So give me yours again. I never thought I'd write these words. Thought I was your favorite bird. That's British slang for girl. But you probably knew that. Your intelligence makes me want to hurl. And so does your face. That's good. That's good. There's Thank some. You. There's hurt. There's angst there. We like yes. it. Yes. Yes. I was trying to channel the social media relationship. I like it. I dynamic. like it. Let's hear it again. Let's hear it. Story. It's like, why you gotta watch my stories only every other day? I post them just for you, baby. Just to hear you say I'm okay. I want to remember this hurt when we're in our 40s and tell myself there was no other way. I had to leave you now, baby, just because you couldn't press play. I like it. I just also like that idea that like you're in your 40s. You're like, ah, we had something, but just wouldn't watch my stories with any regularity. And uh, that was a deal breaker. <laughs> Out of all the thousands of people that watched my stories, you didn't? I mean, come on. You saw them. They definitely popped up. Oh, yeah. We all get thousands of views on our stories every day, right? Those are normal numbers. Uh, we, I mean, being a lyric boy, it's pretty hard to uh, to just be in the world and not be recognized everywhere. <laughs> All right, so that was the Olivia Rodrigo episode of the Lyric Boys. When you tell your friends, you know, like, you heard the Olivia Rodrigo episode, you'd be like, yes, it's just this one that's happening right now, but now it's over, and the past is the present, the future is whenever. This is why time doesn't matter, honeys. All right, so content hounds. If you like this content, by content, I mean this podcast, you can follow us and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, wherever you watch it, and you'll you'll get the episodes when they drop and we've done 26 other episodes of these and we'll do more episodes too all right that is a threat and if you follow if you subscribe you'll get those episodes and and if you like this you like this lyrical deep dive just we've got a whole catalog of 26 other musicians we've done so go look at that stuff scroll around be like oh man i like that artist or oh man i've never heard of this band called uh frank sinatra (laughs) and then just click on it listen to it have fun knock yourself out okay this band's called frank sinatra (laughs) we're on social media we're on twitter instagram tiktok facebook which is probably why uh we are so deeply unhappy right so we're on all those platforms at the lyric boys and you can go there and you could dm us or you could poke us or you could slap us or you could <laughs> do anything you want to us all right we're yours have your way with us <laughs> uh please please uh just only dm us and and write to us don't do those other things uh anyway so, we're there yeah follow us <laughs> so i also uh i make it the music Sometimes, and I got a song going on underneath right now. You can hear it. It is. It has drums and guitars and stuff. Anyway, if you like those instruments, I make more music with them uh, under the moniker of Freelancer. And so, if you search Freelancer in like Bandcamp or SoundCloud or not on Spotify yet, soon to be determined. Then uh, you'll, you'll hear some music. Thank that's, you for that, it. Andrew. I'm sure Content Hands would love that. They would love to take your music with them. 
Hell yeah. All right, once again, we're the Lyric Boys. You've been listening to the Lyric Pod Boys podcast, and it's over now. All right, have a good night. Bye-bye.